And we're back, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, with the important stuff to listen to of the Scobro Show. This is part two. I am behind the steel curtain, co-editor Dave Schofield, and with me, as always, Big Bro Rich. Rich, how are you? You know, I wanted to interrupt the end of part one there and say that, you know, there are probably plenty of people out there that think the, that most of the stuff you have to say is useless. Yeah. Um, I have to ask. I'm sorry. I listened to you, but I could almost say Seattle has two losses because we have some breaking news going on in Pittsburgh sports. Okay. But is it serious that the Pittsburgh Penguins go enter the third period with a six to nothing lead against the New Jersey Devils? And they are trying to hold on at seven to six with a minute left, with less than a minute left in the game. Did they seriously surrender six goals in the third period? I mean, I get. I came home from my softball scrimmage and saw that it was six to nothing before the show started. I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't even have to pay attention. My goodness, um, that's quite concerning. Now, now, now you got me. You know, You're like trying yeah. to figure out what the heck's going on here. Yep. Do 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 do. It's quite interesting. We'll it's see over. what happens. It's over it's now. Over. Six yeah. uh, seven six. Uh, yep. I've got end of third seven six. Depends. Okay. Well, my, well, you can still get two points, but my goodness, you should not, you should not have to. When you have a six nothing lead going into the final period, you should not have to sweat it out and have to score another goal in order to have the win. You six goals should be enough. So, all right, we can now move on, and okay. I, we're getting some some uh, confirmation from the live chat. So, in case you guys are wondering, we're Pittsburgh sports fans. You know, we even like to see the Pirates win when they i i don't know i i have to admit i don't follow baseball see, you I don't even remember the, see, i know it's funny see you don't remember the pirates winning mm-hmm. oh i do and when i was in middle school was when no, no, no. they were no no, no 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 you mean winning 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 yeah see because uh, you know you were only you know a couple years old you don't remember we are family not to actually i remember like i I do. I mean, not enough to really know what was going on with it. So, yep. So, you know, I was only five years old, but I was so into baseball, even at five years old, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta love it. But I mean, it's, it's Pittsburgh sports. So I'm going to, I'm still going to follow it. Um, but that's, that's good to see that the, that the pen still pulled that one off. So let's get back to our topic. We were. We were discussing, um, for those of you that are catching part two now, didn't catch part one, you might want to go back and check that out. We were talking about don't trust mock drafts that. And we were talking about various things of, you know, like the last one we talked about for a while was that don't, that they try to get cute and don't have Trevor Lawrence going first overall. Now I'm going to look at it from a Steelers perspective, and I'm going to call us out, okay? If you're looking at the Steelers stuff, this one isn't as bad some of the others. So this one's a little bit borderline, but I'm actually going to say this. Don't trust the Steelers. uh, Don't trust the mock draft that doesn't have the Steelers addressing the offensive line until day three. Yeah. I I honestly, I would not, I would not trust that. And honestly, and that's why if, if you recall last week, I was so hesitant to click on the linebacker in round three because I'm like, I don't see any way that the Steelers come out of the first two days without any help on the offensive line. 
I just don't think it'll fall that way, and I don't think they should. Now, I don't think they should reach, and that was our problem with our mock draft is that it felt like anything we would have taken in those spots would have been a reach. Yep. Like even guys that we thought would have been pretty good to be around in round two, like um, I can't even say his last name. I'll screw it up. So I'm just going to say the center out of Wisconsin Whitewater. Okay, the D3 school. A lot of people are like, yeah, that, that would be a nice third round pick for the Steelers. He wasn't even there for the second round. He was gone at yeah. our mock draft. So I didn't like how it was falling at all. Now, did I think we got some great steals in round four for their two picks to address two big needs on the offensive line? Sure. Absolutely. But because of that, I don't know that I would have, uh, I would have trusted if I was reading that mock draft and I would have hit round three and the Steelers still had to address the offensive line. I wouldn't have finished reading it because I would have said they don't know what they're talking about. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Um, again, another one kind of agree. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I was not real happy with our draft last week, too, trying to address those offensive line needs. But then when we got Man, to we round four and suddenly got to, then it was just like – It was – who was it in uh, the live draft, the live chat that was like, I've run this mock so many times. Little will, be, little will be there as your first fourth, and Hill will be there as your second fourth. I'm like, And we said, all right, we're going to trust you. And those were quick picks because when they were there, we just took them. Yeah. So yep. – so, I, I wouldn't trust any other mock draft that, that doesn't do that. When that is your biggest need, then that's that's something that I, I feel is going to happen. Um, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to make it a little bit more – I'm going to make it less ridiculous to say that I still wouldn't trust it. But I'm going to use a specific example that's more ridiculous. Honestly, I wouldn't overly trust – a mock draft that has the Steelers going defense, their first two picks. I don't, I, I'm not saying they're not going to go defense at all. I just don't think they're going to do it with their top two. I think at least one of their top two is going to have to go offense, but to go more specifically, don't trust the mock draft that has the Steelers going edge edge. Yeah. <laughs> Because Michael talked about this as well, because we've conversed about it. That that PFF mock draft that had the Steelers taking an edge rusher in the first round, I'm like, you know what? It's I only want them taking an edge rusher in the first round if they're getting amazing value, because they don't have to address that position that high in the draft. But if there's someone they feel like they can't pass up, I am a okay with that. But if they turn around and take an edge in round two after taking one in round one. I mean, what are they going to do? Bench TJ Watt in order for them both to get playing, you know, more than 50% of the playing time? I mean, think yeah. about what the team actually needs. And that that specific mock draft, no joke, had the Steelers going edge, edge. And yet no centers or no running backs had come off the board for their second round pick. All top three running backs were there. All the centers were there. And I'm like, you seriously think the Steelers would take a second edge rusher before they would take the top player at either one of those other positions? You know, I I, I just couldn't see it. So, um, I mean, this, they could vary. They, it's not impossible for the Steelers to go defense, defense. They could go corner linebacker or some, or edge corner, or, you know, those are, really the only ones I seem to what do you think it's possible they could go 
I mean, what do you think the fan base would do if they go <laughs> defense, defense? Um, they will complain that we had a horrible running game last year and we didn't address either offensive line or running back yeah. in the first two rounds then. Yeah. I mean, I've said it. Jeffrey said it. The running game is is a three-headed monster. It's it's scheme, running back, offensive line. Yes. That's the three things. The Steelers are already fixing the one in scheme. New offensive coordinator, different philosophy with running the ball. Oh. We don't, know necessarily, we, we don't know necessarily fixing it, but they're 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 addressing it. That's what I meant to correct. say. They're addressing it. There you go. So we'll see if it if it's an improvement or not. I mean, they were 32nd last year. I'm hoping they have nowhere else to go but up. But I mean, honestly, and Jeffrey puts them in this order: the importance, scheme, offensive line, running back, which I could very well see. So that's why I'm fine if the Steelers go offensive line first. If they feel like they have to go running back in the first round in order to get someone who's that much of a difference maker, I'm not going to argue. But at the same time, for them to just completely ignore the offensive line and the running back position and, and just say, you know, the defense is great. And, yes, the Steelers still need to need to invest in their defense to keep it great. But – if they if they ignore the other stuff, then I think it could, they could be in trouble. So, um, anything else you want to say about that? Before I've, I think oh. I've got two. I've got two more. Okay. I've got two more. Can okay. you remember them? Yes. Okay. Just checking. I'm, just checking. Um, one of them is actually going to be the the topic for. I'm hoping it's out tomorrow, Jeffrey. If you're listening, um, I, I hope you're not listening and finishing up you're part of Steelers Vertex. For all I know, he's already has. I haven't checked. Um, that we should have our Vertex article out tomorrow. We're actually looking at depth along the Steelers' defensive line. Because I'm going to say this. Don't trust a mock draft that has a Steelers drafting a defensive tackle in the first two days. Honestly, I wouldn't even trust it if they haven't drafting it at all. Yeah. But I've, I mean, my goodness. They had the Steelers drafting a defensive tackle in the second round. My question is, why? Do you, do you see uh, that? Because they're coming? dumb, which yeah. is why I hate mock drafts. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I I included that there was a tweet out today from Ian Rappaport that said he had, you know, a draft expert person, you know, he didn't quote, he didn't say who they were, you know, go on record with him saying this is the probably the worst draft for defensive tackles they've ever seen. He says there's a couple that are first round worthy, but depth and everything else, it's just not there. And I'm like, it's not a strong draft for that anyway. And my point is, is the Steelers usually keep six defensive linemen. Last year, they kept seven all season. Now, guys were on the COVID list or injured or whatever, but they never had to add another one. They had the, the same seven guys on the roster. All year, all seven of them are back. Yeah. And I don't even know if they can keep all seven because that was a luxury to have seven last year because of the way the roster falls. So you're already maybe having to get rid of one of the guys you kept last year. Then if you're going to draft another guy, you're they're going to bump someone else. Um, 
you're just gonna have to go and see because if you if you looked last year after the draft, how Jeffrey Benedict, it was so funny because Jeff had to change the change the headline, but it was just like he he was watching film of Carlos Davis in college, and he's just like about how awful it was. He actually tweeted out an apology to Carlos Davis to say, "Wow." As much as bad as what I felt your college film was, you put some great film up in your in your snaps this year. That he actually shows some. I mean, it sometimes sometimes it takes a good coach. I'm between um, Coach Dunbar that's that has the defensive line and the. I mean, think the Steelers' assistant head coach is Coach Mitchell, who coached the defensive line for all those years. You've got some, you've got some good coaches there for these for these guys and. I just don't see any any reason. Once again, it kind of goes to show people that are out of touch with the Steelers. So if they already have the Steelers going defensive tackle, I, ju- I just don't see it. What do you think? Right. It just it just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. We've already got the numbers there. Somebody yeah. earlier, I think it was Andrew Wilbar, was saying, hey, we're not even as a developmental player. No, you we don't need him? that right now. Well, the thing is, maybe, I mean – then you try to squeeze them on the practice squad, maybe, or you're going to have to, I mean, they've been, you know, are you going to give up on both Isaiah bugs and Henry Mondo? I mean, just to keep someone else who's a developmental guy, you know? So the, I still say the Steelers are the best defensive line in the NFL last year, you know, defensive interior line, let alone with the edge rushers. You know, right. I mean, you had those guys were ranked in the top of the league with PFF between, I mean, Stefan Tuitt was the lowest ranked guy and he had probably the best season of his career last year. So that's a great defensive line. So there is glaring needs other places. And you know, you don't just completely draft for needs because sometimes you draft for best player, but I just, I don't see any way that that falls out. So um, I have one more, and Play you're gonna, and, and you're gonna you're gonna take over on this one. You ready? I hate mock drafts. Oh no! Don't trust a mock draft. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's They're why I hate them. <laughs> it's it's a fun exercise. It's it's no different than fantasy football. You know, where you're doing something else that's for fun that's really not realistic. And it's fun to try to predict them and everything else. But, I mean, my goodness, I would – it's like the perfect NCAA bracket, okay? You know, you should win a billion dollars if you get every – I mean, even just the first round if you could pull off every single pick correct. You know, it's never going to happen. It's a fun exercise for those who enjoy it. And for those who don't enjoy it, like Big Bro, it's just a pain. So you can't trust any mock draft. You really can't. But it does give you information of names of players that could be available out there. And that's the, and that's really what it's for, but don't trust it. Don't be like, I don't know, man. Um, um, Todd McShay really knows his stuff more than anybody else. I'm going to go with what he says. You know what? He doesn't probably even believe that that's exactly how it's going to shake down. So it just, it is what it is. Look at them as a fun exercise. 
take some information of players that could be there. I mean, if I go back and look at my mock draft Mondays from January, one of them was a tackle that the Steelers could possibly take in the third round from Northern Iowa. And he was mocked to the Steelers in the first round in January. You know, there things change. You never know how it's going to work. But that's what makes the draft itself so much fun because the you take the word mock out of it. That's right. You know, it's no longer a mock, and this is the real I, deal. And that you can't get so far into it and realize it's not working out and hit and close out your tab and start a new one. It just doesn't right. work that way. You know, I, I sit here and say, you know, I hate mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I also sit here and say, I love the real draft. Oh, I know. It's great. You know, and honestly, the best thing is, is is when is when you can is when someone's taken and you're like, wow, this player was mocked in the second round and they just went number eleven, or wow, this person was mocked to go with the top ten and they're still available at eighteen. Things right. like that. It's good. Yes. It's for fun comparison the night of the draft, but it, you're just not counting on it. You know, I've looked at. I still would not be shocked if the Steelers' first round pick ends up being a player that I never covered in mock draft Monday since January. I mean, think about it. I've done every Monday since the middle of January. I've done mock draft Monday and it could still be last year. No, it was a lot harder last year because it was a second round pick. Um, Chase Claypool was never one of the ones that I did um, for that. So it's, 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 there's still that chance that it could be something crazy. So anything else you want to say before I hit the super chat? Nope. Get it. Okay. Well, this is Kathy. Kathy Forrid. I can get her name right because I remember she said it rhymes with horrid. Uh, Kathy Forrid uh, puts $5 into the tip jar, and she says, got Ezra's bold prediction. Draft RB first. Play January football. Mark to the tape. <laughs> so she uh, she has that. Um that that she she remembers that she's she's gonna say I'm like I said it's gotta it's gotta work in combination. If you get a running back and you don't address the offensive line well, it doesn't matter how great they are, they're gonna struggle. And if you address the offensive line and then still put the same set of backs back there, it's nothing that's gonna say that they're gonna miraculously just be great. Um for all here's something that was brought up on the Slack channel today. Um, or the staff, what this draft will tell us, if you look at the type of players, the players draft, particularly on offense next week, you're going to learn so much more about their philosophy going forward. Yeah. You know, you are, I mean, if, if, if they draft a tackle in, in the first two days and that tackle is a mauling run blocker, then that's going to tell you something. If they draft a tackle that's a that's a a finesse pass blocker, that's going to tell you something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The yeah. kind of guys that they kind of are revamping their the roster with here is going to kind of tell you the direction that they're going. Because um, KT Smith said it today. You know that's Chisap. Cliff Harris is still a pump. Punk. He said, "I real." He's like, "I don't know what to expect with his offense because." I don't know how Ben and Canada fit together. So it's going to be real interesting to see what kind of players they draft on offense to see yeah. what direction they're going. Uh, it, it's yep. it's great. 
So uh, can't wait till next Thursday. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's going to lead to a lot to talk about as the draft's going on, as the Steelers start making some of those picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're going to have extra to talk about because of oh, hey, the Steelers did this. Hmm, maybe they're thinking that is yeah, yeah, yep. It'll be it'll be real interesting. And like there, then you've got those big question mark players. And all it takes is one team picking in the right spot to change everything. I'm thinking of a player like Landon Landon um, Dickerson, the center from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got he has some seriously great tape out there, but he also has a lot of injury flags. All it takes is one team picking in the right position that aren't isn't concerned with the injury history. And he's a first round pick, you know, but if that team's not out there, how far does he fall? Is he in the third round? Right. Same with, with the center from Wisconsin whitewater, which um, people were telling me how to pronounce it. Now I can't even remember. Um, um, I think it's like miners. I mean, it's not spelled like miners isn't like someone who goes into a mine, but it's pronounced like miners um, coming from a D three program. Is he going to go high or teams going to be leery of that? But it only takes one team that wants him or three teams that want him and they're afraid someone else is going to get him first and they're fighting over him and then he goes even higher or he falls. These are the kinds of of interesting storylines that we'll end up with. Don't you think? I do. I believe that, again, that's what makes – the real draft fun. Yeah. Yep. And I, I I really like it. And I mean, I know some people in the live chat are, are more this way. And this is something like you, you, you can't stand mock drafts. You don't like mock drafts. You know, yeah, I've said before, my, my biggest pet peeve is people who say the Steelers have to do this in the first round. No, they don't. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to draft a running back. They don't have to draft a specific running back. You know, some people think that if all the running backs are there, it has to be this one. That might not be the guy they like for what they're going to do. It might be someone else, you know, but I've said it a lot of times. If, if there's, you know, my mock draft Monday was, was um, Creed Humphrey this past week, um, the the center from Oklahoma. Some people are like, that's a reach there. That's a huge reach. I'm like, uh, uh, that's not a reach there if the Steelers feel like that's the guy that's going to get the job done at that position. Okay. Right. Now that might be, a, and, and honestly, to me, sometimes you're like, oh, you don't want to just have to draft for need. That's how you get Artie Burns. I agree. But you know what? A pick that's great in the first round might have been a pick that you feel was a reach if one or if one other player would still be on the roster. You know, if Ben Roethlisberger would have hung it up and the Steelers took a quarterback, you're not thinking that's a reach. But if Ben right. Roethlisberger is back and they take a quarterback at 24 without one of them falling, then you're thinking that's a reach. You know, yep. you might think it's it's a if Marquise Pouncey doesn't re, doesn't retire and they take a center in the first round, you might think that's a reach but now you might not based on severe need. Um, but drafting sp- specifically for need is also dangerous. 
I always like to say if the Steelers are in love with someone enough to take them at that point, then I'm going to really look at their upside because I drafting at 24 in this year's draft. I don't think, I mean, you're going to have something good available for something that'll benefit the Steelers this year. That's just my opinion. You think so? No, there won't be anything there for the Steelers. No, They're nothing for the Steelers. Just, you know, yeah. You know, and like we said, so many people say, uh, there could be so much there that trading back is a good option, but you got to have someone who wants to trade back. So, um, I'll, quick question for you. I'm I'm sorry I talked too much, and we're we're going. Yeah, you, have, question. you have quick question. Yeah, fire away. Um, does how much no. you trust the Steelers' pick depend on what position it is? No. So if they took a cornerback in first in round one, you would you would trust that just as much as if they took a running back. Yes. Okay. I just didn't know of past history. You know, like honest anytime the Steelers draft a wide receiver, I trust it more than other picks. Because I'm like, if they wanted this receiver, then this receiver is probably going to be pretty good based on how how they do it. So um I know a lot of people, if they draft a corner in the first round, um they or might be a little bit leery but just based on history in the position so that's why i asked so so yeah so any chance you have a good final question tonight i forgot to ask you earlier so no because right now the only thing i'd ask about is something to do with you know how much you hate mock drafts (laughs) i thought you were gonna say how much you hate mock drafts (laughs) yeah so yeah um I'm sitting here thinking quick to see if I have anything, mm-hmm. but no, I do not. Yeah. You have one ready anyway. So oh no, I don't. Of course I don't. I was gonna I was I was wanting to be done 10 minutes sooner so we could ask some questions in the live chat and then I could kind of pick a good could think there. about it. And, but <laughs> you talk, but there. see you talk too long. So if, yeah. you, if you let me know ahead of time you didn't have one, yeah, while you were doing all that long-winded talking, I'd have had plenty of time to think of a question. Oh yeah, exactly. So but um I bet it's fine. You you missed every it. question. You, I think you asked me the question, and that should have been mm-hmm. the big question because it I, could be answered with yes or no. I just well, then let's do you it. Bet. No, we can still do it because I didn't see anything. Is you know, do you <laughs> no? Because I don't like how we phrased it. I don't like, yeah, this I is know. you and I talking right now. <laughs> Let's, let's throw that out of here. I'll throw that out of here. I mean, every People time I ask a question, I'm like, like oh, wait, I already asked that one right in now. the past. You know, like we already asked about what position would you not want the Steelers to draft in the first round. We asked that one weeks ago. So, but we do have one more show before the draft. We really do. And I know what next week's question is going to be. I already have it. But I, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to jump the gun. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to, this is going to be a, a, a simple, easy question. Okay. And this, this doesn't have to be first round. This, this could be in any round. And, and this is it. If you hear me typing loud, that's because I want to type it in. Do the Steelers, and you're going to answer this first, Rich, before I put it up there. Do the Steelers make a trade in this year's draft? Oh, that's actually a pretty good one. At <sighs> any point. Do they make a trade? 
Don't answer it yet in the live chat till I bring it up there because I'm going to let Rich answer first. No. Okay. I don't think they no. do. I'm going to okay, say you no. Think, hold Pat, eight picks. Yeah. I, but I think it will be one of those where they maybe explore it, but don't end up not feeling that they're getting something that would make them want to trade a, trade a pick, yeah. either to move up or back. Or up, or you know back. what I mean? The, the, they're not seeing this, the value they would like to get yep. for trading. So I think they stand pat. Yep. I have put the question. In the live chat. So now I can look at it. So do the Steelers make a trade in this year's draft? Up, back, first round, seventh round, anywhere in between. Okay. Um, uh, Andrew Obar says, hope so with the trade. I hope so. Okay. Um, Robert says, yes, trade down in the first. Mark says, yes, if there's no runner, no running back. George says, no. Okay. More often than not, the Steelers don't, but they have, but yeah. Okay. Steeler chick 46 says, yes, move up in the second. I could honestly, okay. I, could I could see, see that. that. Yeah. I could see them. Honestly, whether it be moving their first round pick back some to gain another second or doing some, I could see a second or early third round pick coming back. You know, if they could do something to get another pick there, I could see them. Yeah. I could see that. Double HH says, yes. Says we have extra picks next season to play with this trade bait. Um, unofficially, if you're talking yeah. about comp picks, and right now it's two of them. Um, <laughs> Steelers Pittsburgh says only if we can get a punter. There you yeah. go, Jefferson Hartman. So, okay, Ryan uh, Kellerman says if anything, we trade back to gain picks. Do you think the Steelers need more than eight picks? I think we asked that once before. I don't know that they need more than eight. I've said if they really do, I say if you're going to trade back, do do what you did the last time you trade back in 2001. They traded back three spots and got Casey Hampton, and then they used, I'd say the pick that they picked up, one of the two picks they picked up, the fourth rounder, but technically it was their own pick, although they were back to back picks at 111, 112, to then trade up in the second round to get Kendrell Bell. Right, you know. So mm -hmm. if you're going to move back at one point, move up at another spot if you can't do it all in one move. Yep. Uh, Bert says, yes, for the RBs, that's the only reason. He says to trade up for an RB, for a running back. Okay. AJ says he hopes so. He's 50-50. Okay. Ryan O'Toole, I like this one. Yes, in a later round. They're going to trade in a later round, whether it be up or back. I can see that. Okay. Jack Miller says no. Stacy says nope. Okay. Solarverse 6 says yes. Up in the second to trade up in the second. That threw me off. He has a different profile pick. Okay. Um, Kelly says later if they do. Okay. Doc Holiday says trade down. Um, Jack Miller says lots of holes. So I guess he means to trade and get more picks. Okay. Tyler W says nope. Um, okay. Doc Holiday, here's the rest of it. He says to gain more picks. Okay. Donald Nolan, he says trade down from 24 to get multiple picks in the top 100. That would be the best case scenario. If Someone else wants you to, you know, is wants to do it, right? Because you got to have a trade partner. Too many people are like, oh, just trade, just trade. Oh, I don't want to do it, you know, right? Right. Yeah. Um, what's the name again? Never Ender, right? Did I get Thank it right. You. Yes, you got it right. Wouldn't mind a trade down, 
but such a bummer not to be watching a selection on draft night. I actually had an article this morning about this, about do the Steelers, you know, is there value in having a, a selection in every round of the draft? Because, you know, just people throwing out different things saying, oh, well, if the Steelers traded back and they could get an extra second round pick, maybe they get another fifth round pick to, to, since they don't have one in the fifth round. And, I'm, and then someone's like, who cares about having one in every round? And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, there is some value to it and not having a large gap without having a pick, but not that much. I actually threw out the yeah. ridiculous notion of someone wanting to give the Steelers a fourth. And they're like, no, no, we've already got two fourth round picks. We don't have a fifth round pick. Why don't you give us your fifth? You know? Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to say um, – Garrett says they don't, but I do. Is that answering the question? I'm trying to remember. Um, some of these are people having their own conversation. So um, do, 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 do. Um, I don't know. Have you seen anything new? Um, here's Kathy. She says down maybe, but probably no trade. Okay. Um, Russ, let's see if I understand this. He says, if we have to trade up for a running back in the first, if we don't get a running back, um, I'll trade down in the second um, to move up from the 55th pick. Okay. Um, I could, I could see that because if you don't get, if you don't get like one of your main, I, I know what he's saying. I know exactly what he's saying that you could maybe get the third best running back in the second round, but not at 55. If one right. and two aren't there in the first round, I know exactly what he's saying. Okay. Okay. CD says, could trade back in the second, grab your cornerback, running back, and center in round two. We could see. Yeah. Okay. So um, that was a lot of fun tonight. Um, a lot of people having more conversations as we go. Um, I'm, I didn't answer the question. I'm going to say that the Steelers do – Make a trade in this draft, it's just not going to be a major one. I think they could maybe, you know, someone might want to move up in the sixth round and they the Steelers swap it out to to pick up another sixth rounder next year or something, you know, something crazy like that. I don't know. Um, if if they if a trade happens and watch it be totally wrong, watch them watch them make lots of moves on for day one and two, which um which isn't beyond the realm of possibility. Rich, anything you want to say here before we get rolling? I need to ask a favor. Okay. Okay. Next week, mm -hmm. can we not talk about mock drafts? Yeah. <laughs> no. Next week, we're going to talk about the real deal. We're going to talk about the real the real deal draft. We're going to we're going to going to talk about some of our expectations with that, um, our anticipations, various different things, and we'll see what changes between now and next week of what else we can talk about. But um, I mean, it's mock draft season. They're they're ramping up. Everyone's doing them. But yeah. Don't put too much. I mean, it's a fun exercise, but but to think anyone mock is going to be right is the same as trying to, like we say, anyone NCAA bracket being right. Right. But um, so doesn't doesn't mean it's not fun filling out a bracket. So um, we'll see what we'll see what happens when when the real thing comes. Okay. Um, make sure you are um, listening to all the podcasts. I I can't remember who they have tomorrow night on the curtain call, but they have, they have another, um, another guest from, from a college that the, co the covers a college team. I just can't remember which team it is. Um, and we still have our regular stuff rolling through, but when it comes to our draft coverage, make sure 
you are ready for our draft coverage because we will be coming to you. We're, we're not going to have next week. We won't have a regular Steelers preview. We won't have a um, Tony show. We won't have a touchdown under because it's going to re be replaced with draft shows. We're going to be going on YouTube five to 10 minutes after each pick with the exception of the second picks in the fourth round of the seventh round. Chances are we're going to be on the air during those picks because we'll still be on from the one before. Also, if you're listening on the audio side, make sure you're ready. We plan to have an audio podcast breaking news covering some, some brief basic information about each one of the Steelers' picks. It'll be out extremely shortly after the pick is made. We're talking, we're talking five to ten minutes. Um, with, with what we normally do as a breaking news podcast, I'll probably be doing a lot, of, a lot of those. Make sure if you listen on the audio side, check those out. If you're like, oh, it's... It's quarter after 10, 1030 on, on Thursday night. I wonder, you know, if there's a breakdown of the Steelers draft pick, there it is. So it's there for the audio. We'll be on the YouTube and Facebook at those times. Lots of coverage. And of course, behindthesteelcurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And during the draft time, it really is your nonstop shop because we'll have a lot of coverage for that. Even bringing a big, big bro back out for articles uh, since since the regular season. Ugh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. You know, it's all hands on deck when it comes to the draft. So That's but, right. Um, we get one more show before the draft. So next week, we're, we're really going to narrow it down and say, what are the Steelers going to do? How's it going to work out? We'll be back to talk to you then. Rich, what do you think of that? Can't wait. <laughs>